Hey, legends, you know, none of our interviews or episodes ever date, ever. They are all timeless and ready for you for when you're ready to listen. Download the lot and rip in. This episode is brought to you by our wonderful sponsors, Galaxy Finance. Sponsors and personal friends that I trust, that I trust enough to go to with questions about my own finances. That's not a sales pitch, that's fact. Any questions, any queries, they have the solutions from home loan lending to complete financial planning. With official interest rates at an all-time low, the lenders want your business. With Galaxy Finance, they'll do all the work for you and find the best possible deal. They'll do it all. Get in contact, ask for Leanne and mention Unfiltered for a free chat. A free chat. No obligations, a free chat just by mentioning Unfiltered. Galaxyfinance.com.au is where you can find them. The great ones, they're different. They really are. Not better, just different. Sure, there's a physical power, a mental strength, a complex but resolute constitution too. There's a whole lot more than just the measurables. That's something else, that intangible. It separates us from them. Welcome to the Legend Series on Andy Raymond Unfiltered. Lived a full life already, this one. High speed on and off the field. A couple of different fields too. You get the feeling though, despite all he's accomplished... He's only just getting started. But who is Matt Rogers? Well, it depends who you ask. Um, I was walking through the street the other day and uh, these two little girls pulled me up with their dad and said, oh, that's a survivor guy. And the dad's like, "Uh, you know, he's a dual international. And they're like, what? (laughs) So, um, mate, I... You know what? I've done a lot of lot of cool stuff in my life, but my um, you know, I, I just like to consider myself a, a good dad and someone trying to do their best. You know, first recollection of footy, mate. Uh, do you know what or when it was? Yeah, I do. I do. I remember watching my brother play, and I was about three and a half years old, four years old, and just thinking I just wanted to do it so much because my big brother was doing it. and He was my hero. Yeah, and you know, obviously, dad, you know, was a professional, but then all of a sudden, my brother was doing what my dad was doing, and I wasn't. Yeah. And I was out of the loop. I'm like, this isn't cool. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so um, yeah, I pestered mum to, to, to let me play at three and a half years old and she wouldn't let me unless dad said it's all right, which is unusual, right? Because yeah. it's normally the other way around. It's like, yeah, the dad's like, yeah, get out there. And the mum's like, no, no. <laughs> Not my baby. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, I ended up um, convincing dad to let me have a run and, um, yeah, I started playing when I was four years old. Steve Rogers, 200 first grade games between 1973 and 82 for the Cronulla Sharks, in 83 and 84 for the St George Dragons, then he'd return to Cronulla in 85, albeit briefly. There was also a game in the UK in 86. Sadly, his glittering career finished with a broken jaw and broken leg in successive games. He said famously, he wished he was remembered for walking off the field, not out of a doctor's surgery. Steve played for New South Wales 21 times, for his country 24 times. He was a three-time kangaroo tourist. He was a player of amazing grace and agility, 
Not dissimilar in terms of athletic prowess to a Brett Kenny or Michael O'Connor, or in more modern times, a Brett Stewart or Darius Boyd. In 2008, Rogers was named in the New South Wales Rugby League Team of the Century, as well as Australia's greatest 100 players. He was termed the Prince of Centres. That he was a joy to watch. Born in February of 1976, Dad Steve was in his absolute prime, the Prince of Centres. He'd retire in 1985. Can you recall anything of actually watching Dad play or is it just videos and stories? No, I mean, I remember a lot of watching Dad play. Wow, like cool. I, I'm, I was – like he was my hero, you know. Like he was – he was every kid's hero back yeah, then. absolutely. You know, and back in the days, you know, we'd rock up the footy games. I just remember him getting swarmed by people, yeah. you know, and just me just standing there looking at just in awe of like what – you know, the attention and yep. – you know, how much people loved him and adored him. But I also got so much out of just watching the way he treated people. Yes. You know, he's just – he's just he – I remember he would just stand there and I would I would sort of cry to mum, oh, when can we go? And, and dad just went, would never leave a kid there without an autograph sign if he was waiting, you know, and I just, you know, learned a lot from that and, um, yeah, just respected that. But, mate, I, I remember watching dad play – you know, you know, I was on the sideline. I was the ball boy the day he got his jaw broken at Belmore. So the Mark you know, Bugden incident. Yeah, yeah, I was there. I was. It happened like fifteen meters in front of me. Shit. So um, yeah, it was a interesting uh, afternoon that one. But um, yeah, look, I, I remember a lot, and I remember going to the SCG to watch him play for Australia one year, and I remember meeting wow. Brett Kenny, who was my hero at the time. Yeah. And I remember Bert said to me, he's like, I, you know, I was what was it, eighty one, I think it was. Or eighty, so I was four or five, and yep. I still remember what Brett Kenny said to me. And, and he's like, "Oh, you want to do this, Matt?" And I'm like, "Yeah." And he goes, "You can do it, mate. You can do it." And I just, I just remember those words. You know, I've seen Brett many times since, and every time I see him, I tell him that story. He goes, "I remember that day." You know, like so. Yeah, it was. Um, I, I remember, yeah, you know, being in the dressing room with my dad, and you know, hanging out with the players, and. Yeah, just a, just a real blessing, you know, to be able to experience that stuff. Just to be that, just old enough to really be able to experience and then have those fond memories. Something very special as a footballer, wasn't he? I mean, just oh, mate. A, a mix of grace, of class, of outright speed, genuine toughness. I mean, well, mate, would- I, I have, I've yet to come across a person from his era that he played with or against that says that he, that he, that he should be an immortal. Yeah. I think the one thing that that holds him out of that category is the fact that he didn't win a premiership. Mm. You know, if he's got a premiership next to his name, if they win the 78 grand final, I think Steve Rogers is an, is an immortal. Yeah. Um, he doesn't have it, and that's probably the thing that keeps him in the Hall of Fame and not in the immortals um, lineup. His career ended so abruptly, so painfully, two huge injuries yep. in his last two games. That hurt him, didn't it? Oh, I mean, it buckled him. And I still remember him... You know what he said. You know he said. You know it'd be nice to be remembered for walking out of a doctor's for for walking off the field, not walking out of a doctor's surgery. You know, and that was the reality of the way things finished. Broken jaw. You know, after he came back to his beloved Cronulla, you know, he, he played for St George. He had three years at St George, and you know he did that for us. And it wasn't you know Cronulla went broke. They had no money. Mm. They cut everyone's contracts in half. You know, he had bills to pay, mortgage, all that sort of stuff, and he didn't want to shift us. 
the new schools and all that. He got a good offer from Manly. He got a good offer from the Roosters, but he decided to go across the bridge to St. George. And it was tough for him because, you know, the rivalry between St. George and Cronulla is, is rife, you know, yeah. like they hate each other. And, you know, you know, St. George supporters won't like me saying it, but he said they were the worst three years of his life, you wow. know, having to play for St. George. And to be able to come back to Cronulla and, you know, with the 86 Kangaroo Tour on the horizon yep. – you know, he would, have been, fourth would have been the first person to have his yeah. fourth tour, to have his jaw broken, and he, he thought, I've got to get some game time, went over to England, and then, you know, to snap his leg in that first game against Wigan in, like, the seventh minute. Uh, it was a tough way to go out, and, yeah, I mean, he came back, and they'd shortened his leg by three-quarters of an inch, so they had to re-break it, and he said, um, well, the doctor said, if we, uh, if we, if you go back and play and you break this leg again, we're going to have to cut it off. I mean, that's something that, yeah, yeah. I mean, for an active guy like him, you know, loved his golf, loved getting out and about, and, you know, he's he's not going to be much fun with one leg. It was a different time. Blokes were blokes. They worked. They played footy. Then they had a beer. One of the great memories of your dad I have was him mentoring you and I at a blackjack table in the casino late one night. He wasn't Steve Rogers' superstar. He never lost that. Blue collar connection, I guess. Is that a fair call, mate? I loved the fact that I could I could go out and meet Dad somewhere, mm. and he'd be with someone that I don't know, mm. but it's like he's it's his best mate. Yeah, and I'm like, who is this bloke? He goes, oh, it's Bill. I'm like, well, how, how long you know him? He goes, oh, two hours. <laughs> you know, I'm like, all oh, right. So you, this isn't from like you didn't yeah. go to school with him at Janelli Boys High yeah, or anything, yeah. you know? Like that was my dad. You know, he was a man of the people. He just loved people mm. and. You know, after he passed, I got so many messages from people that of stuff that he did that nobody ever even knew. You know, going to hospitals to see kids, dropping stuff over to you know a family who's been struggling, and you know, but they was they were fans, and he wanted to you know put a smile on their face. Gee. The the countless messages I got from people, like it was just so heartwarming, you know. And That's I thought nice it, at that time, isn't it? It, it was, and I knew it was. I knew he did stuff like that, yeah. but I just didn't know to the extent. Yeah. And he never did it for any patch on the back there was no social media there was none of that stuff you know he just did it because he had a good heart you know and I think my mum had a lot to do with that too you know my mum was pretty special as well so she um, she'd kick you up the ass if you did the wrong thing (laughs) mum was the boss (laughs) she was hello legends I hope you're enjoying this edition of Andy Raymond Unfiltered would you like to be part of our team our sponsorship packages are ready to go From scripted ads to website placement and social media promotions, personal appearances, voice recordings and more, the opportunities are limited only by your imagination. You set the terms. Unfiltered is reaching hundreds of thousands of potential clients every single week and we cater to businesses both big and small. We'll work with you to guarantee you get exactly what you want, how you want and when you want. If you're interested, go to our website and hit the sponsorship tab at andyraymondunfiltered.com.au. Now back to the interview. Mate, I can say from first-hand experience he was your biggest supporter, but he was also your harshest critic in a really nice paternal way. As we go back to your schooling days, you played a bit of rugby, you played a bit of rugby league. 
He was there to point you in the right direction, but gee, he was there to kick your ass. Mate, he was the first one to pull me up, that's for sure. And, you know, I'd go into, you know, I'd, I'd always go on different tangents when I'm playing, trying new things, trying different stuff. And he would, he would give me a pretty hard time in relation to, um, you know, my game. And it hurt me, to be honest, like at the time. Yeah. Like, because because what he said mattered, you know, it yep. mattered. It was everything to me, you know, I just wanted, wanted that approval. But, um, you know, it's, it's funny. You, it's, it's sort of like I've heard the saying, you know, from 16 to 22, my old man didn't know anything. From 23 onwards, geez, he knew a lot. Yes. <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah. you know. It's, We're all um, guilty of that, mate. Oh, yeah. mate. And, you know, look, I, I, I go through it with my kids, you know. It's sort of like, you know, they're trying to achieve something. And I feel like I've achieved things at, my, at the highest level in my field. Yeah. And I know, sort of know what it takes. Yeah. You know, like you can't have your cake and eat it too. You mm. can't. Expect to be like everybody else, but then expect to have this different result. And trying to explain that mm. to that younger generation, they're like, oh, what would you know? And you, it took me, I mean, it would have been until I was about 24, 25, yeah. or I'm just like, oh, dad, sorry. Yep. <laughs> I apologize. Yeah, sorry, mate. Yeah. Grateful for your help. Yeah. So it was the Sharks in 1995, round one, Saturday, March 11, your debut game versus Newcastle. And it was still known as Endeavour Field. What a night for you. What a special night for the family, mate. Oh, uh, it was. You know, um, I don't even – did we win that game? I can't no, unfortunately. We got beat, didn't we? Yeah, we won the next game, I think. But, um, you know, that, that whole 1994 year, I was a part of the, the President's Cup side that was was sort of we, – we lost one game all one year. One of the great sides, yeah. I actually played reserve grade that night and, and we played Manly and we won. So I actually didn't lose a game the whole of 1994. Which was like wow. pretty amazing, but um, mate, I tell you, like I was just itching to get my shot at first grade, and it came about in a bit of a funny sort of way. And they, they, because I, ne- I'd never played on the wing, and I was really slight, really small, and yeah. I got the opportunity to play on the wing. I had the shits, didn't want to play on the wing, um, but it was sort of like, oh, we're just going to ease you in, yep, and then we'll move you closer to the ball. I wanted to play five eight, like I was a fly half in yeah. rugby, and I just hated the thought. But I thought the only, it was my only shot to get in the first grade yep. side. So, you know, ended up having a run and um, the rest is history, I guess. I sort of went all right there and, and <laughs> they, they kept me there. The only way to get out of it was to leave the code so I could show yeah. that I could do something else. Was it a special night for mum and dad? Oh, mate, it was, absolutely. I still remember that, you know, the tears in mum's eyes, you yeah, know. like I bet. It was, a, it was, a, it was different though. Like, it's, you know, as much as – Sort of, it was it was exciting. Like I, I was just fighting so hard to sort of try to break out of this shadow. Yeah, and I don't even know why. It's just immaturity. Yeah, you know, rather than yeah. embrace it. And I see other young athletes coming through now. You know, you know, for example, the Tim Zoos. You know, and you yeah. know, they got the dads who have done it, and it's like you know, I want to be Tim Zoo, and I get it. I, you know, I've done that, yeah. but there's going to come a time in your life and you look back and go, "Thank God, my dad did what he did." Yeah, that's right. Because it gave me the impetus to move mm. forward in that space and have the career that I had. And mm. had I not done that, it may never have happened, you know. And I don't think Tim doesn't appreciate his dad or I never didn't appreciate mine. Mm. But just as an example, you know, it's um, – yeah, I just, I just you know, look back on reflection and just really embrace the fact that my dad did what he did and I'm grateful for it. Did the surname make it harder, easier or didn't matter? Um, I loved it. Yeah, I loved it. I loved the fact that I'd rock up and people would know who I was. Yeah. And I thought, I'll show you. Yeah. You know, my 
my other kids struggle a little bit with it. And that yeah. was sort of like almost sort of like this inbuilt built arrogance, self-confidence, whatever you call it. Like, mm. yeah, I'm a Rogers yeah. and, and you're going to see, you know. And, and I remember my first game against Manly and Terry Hill had me, he had his elbow across my throat. <laughs> that <laughs> test, vintage Terry. We ended up being test, test teammates a few years later. And, and him and Matty Ridge just gave it to me. You're only here because you're an old man and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And I'm just like laying on the back just going, you might think that. I'm going to show you blokes. Yeah. And, um, you know, it was um, it was a, you know, I, I can understand why people might think it would, would be harder or even easier because you – but it doesn't matter what your name is. Like if you get an opportunity, you've got to perform. 100%. And if you don't perform, it, you're gonna, it's going to be worse. Yes. You know, so um, – I always train my butt off, you know, I always work my, my tail off to, to make sure that mate, nobody, nobody in their right mind or ever could say, oh, yes, he's only there because of his old man. I think I've seen a few others that have been there because of their old man. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, hoping, I'm hoping people don't say that about me. An amazing time to be coming into the game as a professional, Super League time. Surely for a young bloke, that type of situation, that type of environment could be completely overwhelming. It was. I, I got to tell you, it was. Um, I was a kid. I was 18, 19 years old, and yeah, it was pretty full on. Um, I remember sitting in meetings where, oh, we're going to run our own competition. I'm just sitting there going, I just want to play footy. Yep. Yeah. You know, like just can someone just set, you know, get. But you just, at that point, like football to me was still a game. Yep. It wasn't a business, it was a game. And I would have played for nothing. And all of a sudden, you know, there's all this money and this, this, corporate battle and this hostile takeover and I'm in the yeah. I'm in the middle of it just wanting to play. And um it was re- it was really overwhelming. I, I was a little lost in, in in the midst of it all. I, ne- I nearly left the sharks. Yeah, you know, a lot a lot of different things happened throughout yep. that time that um yeah, you can read about it in the book. Exactly. <laughs> and the book we will get on to. Um Speaking of Super League, you'd make the grand final in the Super League year of 1997. Ultimately, you'd go down to the Brisbane Broncos. Did it feel like a, a best of the best grand final? Yeah, <laughs> set up. I know, it wasn't the script. Written. Oh, yeah. mate, yeah. <laughs> Did it feel like a best of the best or was there something missing? Oh, look, there was something missing. Manly were, you know, in the previous years, the, the dominant side. Yeah. They're obviously in the ARL side of things. They ended up getting beat by Newcastle that year, obviously, and we, we played the Broncos. But look, Again, part of the script. Yeah. I, 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 look, at, I look at that that year, that 90 – you look at that Manly side and you look at the, the Newcastle side and then you look at that Broncos side, I don't think anyone would have beaten Broncos. Yep. Like that side was just insane. Yeah. I mean – um, you know, we gave it our best. We had a, we had a pretty red hot side. Um, you know, we, we we knocked the Raiders over a couple of times throughout the semi-finals to to, to make it to the final. And um, we needed everything to go our way, and we needed to play our best footy, and we just didn't do it. And um, you know, the Broncos got over us, and another premiership to them. This episode is brought to you by our wonderful sponsors, Galaxy Finance. Sponsors and personal friends that I trust, that I trust enough to go to with questions about my own finances. That's not a sales pitch, that's fact. Any questions, any queries, they have the solutions from home loan lending to complete financial planning. With official interest rates at an all-time low, the lenders want your business. With Galaxy Finance, they'll do all the work for you and find the best possible deal. They'll do it all. Get in contact, ask for Leanne and mention Unfiltered for a free chat 
a free chat. No obligations, a free chat just by mentioning Unfiltered. Galaxyfinance.com.au is where you can find them. Coming into the game and getting to play outside of a guy like Andrew Hedinghausen, who I still doesn't think gets the recognition he deserves for how good he was on the field, because off the field he was also a pretty complete package. Pretty special, I'd imagine, to have a teacher like ET. Mate, it was. And and people don't realise how tough he was. Like how hard yep. he would hit in defence. Yep. Like the, the ET was a freak of an athlete, uh, but he was also the master of off field. And he taught me stuff. He took me under his wing in those early days, and he taught me stuff how to deal with the media, you know, endorsements and nothing's for nothing. And if yep. people are going to give you stuff, it's not they want stuff something back. You know, don't mm. just take the money because it's there. You know, think about the bigger picture and long term and you know who you're associating yourself with and still to this day stuff that I still carry wow, um, he, cool. he was brilliant you know I spent six years with ET by my side and um, you know we became great teammates still good friends you know I, I spent a bit of time with him at the end of last year fishing up in west up in northwestern Australia up in uh, up on Ningaloo Reef which was amazing yeah um, mate we fished pretty much every Wednesday while I was there we'd go fishing together and Mate, he was a great teammate um, and, you know, for me at that time in my career was perfect. Uh, couldn't have, you know, I mean, I mean, he was lined up to play with my dad in 1985 mm-hmm. and, you know, here I am in 1995, you know, lining up with him, centre wing partner. Yeah. It was um, it was pretty special. Very, very cool. Mm. Uh, I'll interject here. 1997 was also when your representative journey began a Tri-Series Maroon jersey, three of them in the one year. Did it feel like the state of origin that you'd grown up on? No, it didn't. Um, purely because New Zealand was involved. Yeah. I mean, it was just odd. It, just, it was a bit weird. Um, but at the end of the day, it was it was playing for the, the state that I'd grown up playing yep. for and I wanted to play for Queensland. It was the only Queensland team I could play for. So, you know, I'm, I'm lining up with my centre partner as Steve Renoff. Yeah. It's a pretty handy guy to have inside Absolutely. me. Absolutely. You know, Wendell Saylor and, you know, Alfie Langer and Kevy Walters and, you know, Brad Thorne and, you know, Gigi and, you know, it's just just a, you know, a great group of men um, to play with and, you know, I absolutely loved it. Um, I get asked all the time why I played for Queensland. It's like I grew up playing for Queensland. Yeah. You know, my mum was born and bred on the Gold Coast. She was one of 13 kids. I've got about 4,000 cousins running around wow. this place. And, um you know, when I when I told Dad that I wanted to play for Queensland, he's like, "Well, I I, I wouldn't expect anything less." His like, Dad was a very proud blue. He was, um, but you know, going by by rights, he should have played for Queensland. You know, back when Origin was formed, Origin was where you play your first grade football. That's the state you play for. He was a seventeen year old yeah. living on the Gold Coast, playing first grade for the Southport Tigers. His wing partner was a guy named Clive Palmer. They won the comp in 1972. The Clive Palmer. The Clive Palmer. And he was a winger. He was a winger. How yeah. the fuck does that work, <laughs> mate? Yeah, well, that's his. That's that's the truth. And um, mate, he, he went to Cronulla the next year. And when Origin was formed, they, no one ever checked the records. But he, but he, he probably should have played for for Queensland himself. So, um, yeah, mum and dad met here on the Gold Coast. Dad, dad spent his, you know, t- a few of his teenage years up here. Fullback, right? Back they go for Matt Rogers. Oh. Matt Rogers, the hand goes up. 
Now we've got to start watching for the catch-up footy. Do they try and kick short? Do they kick for the touchline? Queensland have got to make sure they cover every avenue. Perfect balance from Rogers. Nothing wrong with that right leg as he provides the balance for the left drag through. Straight between the posts. 1999, what do you recall of the most famous origin series? Is it the field goal in the opener? Yeah, well, that was my first true origin. Yep. Um, you know, to, to, I, I missed 98 because I, I broke my hand in the Anzac Day test match, so I, yep. I didn't get to play in the 98 origin series. And we'd been beat pretty handsomely in 98, if I recall, and there was talk about a New South Wales dynasty coming along. Yeah. And, um, I got the call up to play for Queensland in 99 – oh, 98, sorry, 99, and um, – yeah, to you know, I think we won the game nine eight. Yes, I kicked four goals and a field goal, and um, it was back in the day when you could you know go like the the the, the pilots on the plane flying back. To, it was at Lang the old Lang Park, yeah. so that you know the animal bar was going. It was yeah. just crazy. It was just we we win the game nine eight. You know, and being the guy that scored all the points, I'm getting all this attention. I mean, there's a lot more that goes into that than me kicking the goals yep. and stuff, but. It was actually started to get uncomfortable because it was just too much attention. And uh, but I get to the airport and I get on the plane and the um, the hostess is like, "Oh, so Mr. Rogers, we've got a special seat for you." They put me up in the cockpit with the pilots. Isn't that right? <laughs> yeah, it was, it was long before nine yeah, eleven. So pre you, could, you know, just, yeah. So I'm um, sitting up in the cockpit, mate. I'll tell you what, I said, it's the last time I wanted to see them, mate. You come in pretty quick when you're up the front. Oh, I didn't want to see yeah. the ground coming up, so. Um, yeah, but it was an experience and, yeah, that was probably – it was a great memory, you know. It's just – you know, something about playing for Queensland, you know, it's it's almost like they were the oppressed state for so long. Yep. When they got their opportunity, it just created this hunger that, you know, I, I think New South Wales have it, but they could never have it like Queensland have it. It's, it's like – because they've never been the oppressed state, you know. That's they've right, always yeah. been the – you know, had all the players, had all the money – and um, you're a part of a brotherhood there that, that's unique and, you know, I feel honoured to be a part of that. Amazingly, in the opening two games of that series, you actually scored all of Queensland's points. There's a random stat. Now, 12 months later, uh, the year 2000, you travel to the UK and win a World Cup with the Australian side. What a tour, what a team. At the top of your game, I'd suggest, is that a career highlight? Is that a is that a standout memory? Oh, absolutely. I mean, that 2000 World Cup was something special. And, you know, we still, you know, a lot of us who were on that tour still communicate regularly and, you know, fondly recollect yeah. our times at Majestic Nightclub yes. Bingo. <laughs> and, uh, in Leeds. And um, oh, I'll never forget, I'll never forget, we're playing Fiji at Gateshead on yeah. a freezing cold night. And um, the ball got kicked out in the corner. And uh, I think. Um, Oh, I don't know who fielded, Lockie fielded it and, and um, Gerds went into dummy half and I was sort of looping around to, to take the hit up and Gerds sort of gone out and had a scoot and he's just got absolutely poleaxed by these Fijians <laughs> and he's got up, played the ball and he's looked at me and he goes, mate, that was unbelievable. <laughs> I said, he said, if you look at me, you're getting the ball. And I, mate, every time he went back and dummy half, I just ran looking the other way. I didn't want it, any part of it. I was about 75 kilo ring and wet. I just, I just literally ran back to the play of the ball, looking to the other side of the field. I'm like, he's not going to throw it to me if I've got my back to yeah. him. So, you're on your own, Gerds. Yeah, Gerds, you're off. Oh, I love it. We hope you're enjoying this edition of Andy Raymond Unfiltered. 
The Legends series drops at the start of your working week. It's in-depth, personal and highlights some of the game's finest from yesteryear. The Weekly Wodge drops in time for your weekend. It's full on and the hottest podcast on the market. Why listen to opinions when you can listen to interviews with the stars? And on every episode, you can hear up to a dozen different players and coaches, both past and present, giving their thoughts on the great game. It's fast-paced, full of footy and laughs. It's a must-listen. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast wherever you are listening. That way, you won't miss a thing. Every episode will drop immediately. Before you go, we'd love a five-star rating and review. It's not for ego, it's for business, as we look to expand the unfiltered brand and bring you more. Make sure you come back soon. Legends. Legends.